Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 76 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm doing awesome. Hmm. That's worshiping the Lord on the stringed instrument. Wow. Just as David. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I love hearing that song again. Mm. Me too. Amen. It just stirs my heart and reminds me to offer myself to the Lord. Mm. Yes. We are offerings to God. Mm. He offered himself for us. Yes. And it's our great honor and privilege to offer ourselves back to God. Yeah. Amen. When I listen to that song... And that, that worshipful playing of the stringed instrument, it's just such an offering to God. Yeah. So beautiful. And I want to be that kind of offering to God. Amen. Me too. And just know that he is in control mm. and nothing's impossible for him. Amen. Amen. I praise God for reminding me of things like that. How about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, especially related to the fact that he's the God of the impossible. Mm. You know, like that's a reminder I need a lot. Even this week, I needed that reminder because I was working with a team of mm. 17 orphan children. We're part of this team. That The team was huge, but 17 of these children had the airline mess up all of their flights mm. because of all these schedule changes. So I was looking at all these tickets and the impossibility of the airline fixing this mess that they created. Mm. And I'm like, Lord... I don't just need to pray about this. I also need to engage other prayer warriors to really be praying with me for these children. And so I did. I enlisted some other prayer warriors, and they were praying really hard. We were praying also. And God was moving because um, one of our agents, Katie, got on the phone with the airline and started working on this. And God just gave us favor. 
And instead of the flights they were originally on, they were originally booked on flights that were stopping a couple times before they got to where they needed to go because they were on a budget. But Mm -hmm. then when we got this problem, the airline fixed them with better flights than they even had originally. So it was like the impossible thing. That's right. They could not have afforded these flights, but God provided them at the last minute. They're literally departing today on these flights, and we just fixed them like two days ago. Amen. And did you testify of what the Lord had done? Yeah. I was just so happy and just blessed. It's just, we know that these things are not in our capability all the time. This is God moving. He deserves to be glorified when he does something like that, right? Yes, he does. We don't just keep it to ourselves. No. Amen. And just when he moves on behalf of the orphan, it's amazing. Yeah, he, he shows does that he is the God of the impossible yes. over and over again. And we need to be reminded of that, yes, right? Absolutely. Amen. And good teachers, they always remind their students of what they've already taught them. Mm, yes. So has the Lord ever taught us that he's the God of the impossible? Yeah. Does he keep teaching us that? Yeah, definitely. He reminds us of that? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, right? The teacher of teachers, God himself He does this. We see this over and over again in the word of God that he reminds us of things that he's already taught us because repetition is a key to learning. You know, that's not just some slogan. It's truth. Mm. Repetition is a key to learning. Amen. So the Lord, of course, knows that better than anybody. Yeah. (laughs) And he knows that we need that in our walks. He helps us to learn. Amen. Mm. Amen. And it reminds me of a brother I was just reading about who had a college physics professor who would repeat his teaching method every single class. Hmm. (laughs) Talk about repetition. Yeah. This is what he would say. Class, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I'll tell you. Then I'll tell you what I told you. Then I'll review. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty intense. So obviously he knew that they needed some serious repetition. Mm. Right. Some students need that more than others too, right? Oh yeah. I'm probably one of those. Yeah, me too. But it's it's like our children, dear. Mm -hmm. How much of our parenting is reminding our children of important things that we've already taught them? Oh yeah. Even today. Even today? Yeah, even today. (laughs) We had one of those little checks, you know? That's right. Praise God. And the Lord definitely does that with his children. Mm, Yes. Us who are his children. Amen. He repeats things to us. In 2 Peter chapter 1, 12 through 15, the apostle Peter, a holy man of God, moved by the Holy Spirit, he says this, For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Mm. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Mm. And that's why we're reading it right now. Wow. He made sure of that. So he's reminding us. Yes. And then the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, he says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Mm. So it helps us to be safe in the Lord when we hear the repetition of the teaching. Yeah, so we don't forget. That's right. Yeah, we want these things like, you know, like in the Old Testament where it said that we need to write these things on the tablets of our heart and on our doorposts. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend Mm -hmm. who does this. She actually makes out index cards. My friend Monica. Hi, Ah. Monica. Hey, sister. Hey, we love you. Um, And brother Jose. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, she writes these little verses out on index cards and she puts them all over the place because of that verse in mm. the Old Testament that talks about doing right. that, putting them on her doorposts. And right. you'll see scripture all over her home as reminders Amen. everywhere she's walking. She's constantly getting the word. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful example there. Amen. It is. So Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. And he says, it's safe for me to say this to you again. And that's in chapter three. Then fast forward to chapter four. What's he say? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Mm. So he says it again. Yeah. Just reminding you, don't stop rejoicing. That's a good reminder. And so I just want to remind myself and everyone listening, rejoice in the Lord. Amen. 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 So having said all of that, this week on Spirit of Adoption Radio, the Lord has led us to replay something by way of reminder. And I trust that it will be right on time and what many of us need to be reminded of right now Mm. in this season that we're in right now. Amen. So it was from a previous season. Mm -hmm. God was working then. But the teachings and the things that were uh, being given to us by the Lord back then, a lot of those things we need to be reminded of today. Amen. And so the Lord has led it that way. And it actually was the top episode of 2021. All right. It's called God of the Impossible. And so may the Lord use it again and edify everyone listening. Amen? Amen. Amen. The temptations for anxiety and all of those things are very real right now for all of us, for so many of our listeners. And that's what prompted us to record this episode. So, Amen. And I actually had different things prepared that the Lord had put on my heart before we were going to do an episode on that. But this morning, the Lord rearranged our plans. Yeah. So I have a question. Who is like our God? No one. Amen. Not got the right answer. Not anyone. No one's like him. Amen. Not in the fullest sense of who he is. Right. He transcends us all. Mm. Amen. Amen. He's transcendent. Yes. Psalm 113 verses four through six. The Lord is high above all nations. Mm. His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? who dwells on high, Mm. who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Amen. Amen. So there is no one like our God. Mm. And this morning I woke up and I had a song on my mind and uh, the Lord can rejoice over us with singing. So I woke up this morning and I had a song by Lincoln Brewster and it's called, There is No One Like Our God. Mm. And it was playing in my mind. Yeah, There is no one like our God. And it was just playing mm. on, on repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord can, can hit repeat on our mind, you know. I think he repeats song. it Repeated. to get our attention, like to yeah. draw our attention to it. Because ha- that happened, the exact thing that you're saying happened Amen. to me this morning too. That's right. Different song. But. So the Lord does, uh, he does repeat a lot of things in the word. Yes. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so he just hit that on repeat this morning, and that was on my mind. And then you and I prayed together about yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. In D.C. and uh, the state of America. And we were praying about how it looks impossible mm-hmm. right now for yes. this to turn into something good. Right. But the Holy Spirit gave me a cry in my heart, mm. a heart cry, a prayer. And I just cried out, Father, you are the God of the impossible. Mm. You can do the impossible, Lord. 
Yes. You've done the impossible in situations all throughout history just like this mm-hmm. and worse. Right. And especially you did the impossible in my life. You did the impossible at the cross. Mm, right. Yes. And you triumphed over principalities and powers and spiritual forces. You triumphed over them in your cross. Mm. And you rose from the dead. You did the impossible. Yes. And then you did it in my life. You raised me from the dead. You did the mm. impossible. I was dead in my transgressions, and you raised me. That reminds me of a missionary friend of ours who, um, she's been a missionary over in India, and she was telling us how, she told me one time, how she, sometimes if she's getting discouraged, she'll look in the mirror and she'll actually preach the gospel to herself. Amen. And it encourages her heart, like, you know, kind of like, why are you downcast, oh my soul, hope in God, you know, kind of like that, but... But yeah. like you just said, you prayed, like, mm. look what you did in my life. You resurrected yep. me from the grave. You rose from the dead, you know, and preaches. She literally preaches mm. the gospel to herself in the mirror if she ever gets discouraged. And yep. it just brings her out of it right away, you Amen. know? Amen. Puts things in perspective. David, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Lord did the impossible in saving us from our sins. Then we can look at any situation and know that it's not greater than the situation we were in. Right. Right? Wow. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember. And that really puts things in a proper perspective for us as we think about, you know, things that are dark. You know, we can't forget where we came from. We came right out of that darkness. Yeah. You know? Exactly. what was impossible for us, God did. Amen. And He can do that for anyone else. Yes. Who's willing. That's right. Right now. And I know that yesterday, if those people who were at that event, if they had let God do the impossible things in their life and save them, they would be saved from doing those things they did yesterday because they would have the Holy Spirit in them mm. and they wouldn't be following the course of this world. Right. That's what God wants. So that's why I think I look at America and how impossible it looks and I know it's possible for things to change. And so that was what the Lord was encouraging me with this morning. And then he spoke to you. Yeah. You know, we had been in prayer yesterday and last night before bed, and we were just, you know, just really groaning in our spirit about all Mm -hmm. of this. And so I woke up this morning and I was just still kind of feeling a little bit grieved about everything that was going on yesterday. And I woke up and as I was still on my bed, this song started playing in my head that I had not heard for a long time. I don't know how long it's been since I've heard this song, but it's one of those that I grew up with. Um, Do you want me to sing it? Of course. It's called God Any Rivers. Um, But I I just know the chorus. But anyways, here's the chorus. So it says, God, any rivers you think are uncrossable. God, any mountains you can't tunnel through. God specializes in things thought impossible, Mm -hmm. and He can do what no other power can do. Amen. I know that's true. Mm. I love that last line, and He can do what no other power can do. Mm. Yes. Amen. He specializes in things thought impossible. Who else could save America? (laughs) No one. Right? Yeah. You know, at that event, they had on the, on the billboards there, or the, the screen, the big screens, the jumbo mm-hmm. screens, I think they had Save America. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one that can do what no other power can do. Yeah. It's more than just a campaign <laughs> slogan with our Lord, Amen. right? <laughs> Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Yes. Speaking about power. Mm. And outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Amen. The opposite's true. There are things that are too hard for us. Yes, that's true. And that's why we pray for men. We pray for Donald Trump. Mm, yes. Because this is too hard for him. That's right. And he needs Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. Amen. Lord, please give him that. Mm. Give him that revelation, Lord. Yes. So it was wonderful waking up to this with the Lord, this special breakfast yeah, in bed. Right. So I got up and began getting ready. Mm-hmm. And it strongly was on my heart to look up the most recent Lincoln Brewster album because we used to listen to a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. And I woke up to this song of his on my mind, There yeah. Is No One Like Our God. Yeah. I think the Lord likes that song. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I walked down the aisle to Lincoln Brewster. We I know. love Lincoln Brewster. That's right. Yeah. Here I am to worship. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't looked up his music, uh, new music in years, but I was compelled to this morning. And God was speaking to us about how all things are possible with him. And he, and he gave you that song about he specializes in things thought impossible. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked it up and the Holy Spirit was leading me. Yes, I know. (laughs) So I looked it up and guess what his new album is called? The newest album Mm -hmm. is called God of the Impossible. Mm. Whoa. And I went and showed it to you. Mm -hmm. I ran out to you. Yeah. Because, you know, when the Lord does something in our life, we need to pass it on. You know, we need to, right? Encourage one another. And so we like to do that with each other. When the Lord does something, we come and, and share it. Yeah. Spread that around. Yes. And so, uh, can I get a witness? That, oh, that's yeah, that like. happened. <laughs> that all happened. Yeah, yeah the, the song about the impossible with Kevin, the song with the impossible with me, and then mm-hmm. the album called God of the Impossible. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, we get you. We understand. Yeah. We yes. hear you loud and clear. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And so then I, you know, I had a banner I was working on mm-hmm. uh, with a brother, and we do banners together for getting out on the street and letting our light shine. Mm-hmm. And I was working on a new banner. And uh, I don't think you even knew this, but the new banner I was working on, it's good. It, I was going to say, Jesus is coming, soften your heart and get ready. That's a good it's one. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. But then I just had it in my heart, a new banner. Hmm. So there's a little adjustment. This new banner is going to say, with God, all things are possible. Follow Jesus. That's right? good. That's really good. So I immediately let him know that I needed to make a little adjustment. So that's going to be the banner. I can't wait to bring that out on the street. So as I began this morning to press into prayer a bit further and ask the Lord to give me understanding about the impossibilities that America seems to be facing and how he's the God of the impossible, Mm. right? Yeah. The Lord helped me understand that the greatest thing that can happen for our country hasn't been lost if Donald Trump doesn't become president again. Mm. The greatest thing hasn't been lost Mm. if he doesn't become president. Right. The enemy likes to bring discouragement. Yeah, sure. He likes to bring discouragement. Mm. It's one of his main weapons. Yes. But the Lord was encouraging me Mm. and helping me to understand 
The greatest thing that can happen for our country hasn't been lost if he doesn't become president. Mm. Even if there were no other viable options for Trump to become president and every option failed, 100%. Yeah. The greatest option for the country is still 100% viable, 100% possible, and that is revival. Yes. And this verse um, was one I think the Lord led me to, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. And so this is referring to when they were in captivity, 70 years in captivity. So God brought them into that captivity. And oh, God may yeah. bring this nation into a captivity of sorts. Hmm. It might happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If certain forces come into power. Right. So just think about that. Habakkuk is praying in that time frame. And he says, Oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of, I believe, the 70 years, mm. they were in captivity. God brought them into it. Wow. And he says, revive your work in the midst of the years, not just after the 70 years. Mm. See, there can be trouble that comes upon a nation and a people, right. us, even the church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there can be revival in the midst of it. Yes, that's true. And he says, in the midst of the years, make it known, make it known. See, if there's revival that happens through this situation in America, mm-hmm. and he makes that known, he makes himself known, Yeah, he makes his gospel known, his power known, mm-hmm. praise God, right? Amen. Make it known. And he says, in wrath, remember mercy. Mm-hmm. So in judgment, remember mm-hmm. mercy, Lord. Wow. That is exactly what a friend and I were praying about over the phone today. Um, my friend Carrie called me, and I haven't mm-hmm. talked to her in a long time. Hey, we, Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Carrie and Mike. Mike, hallelujah. And family. Um, we, we love, love them so much. And uh, it was just so nice hearing her voice today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, while we're on the phone, let's pray together because so much is going on in our nation. And we mm-hmm. were calling to talk about some of that. And uh, she was calling about that. And so we got a chance to pray together. And one of the things that came up in the prayer was like asking God for mercy and just letting Mm. him know, you know, Lord, your mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm. And that's exactly what we were praying together about. You'll have to share this verse with her. Yeah. You know, text her this verse. Well, I'm going to share this episode with her. So listening. (laughs) It's even better. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's another blessing today. It is. Yeah, wow, God the Lord's is just really... been feeding us all day. Oh yeah. All day. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So national awakening, national revival is greater and more powerful than all the rulers and all the militaries of the whole world put together. Mm. Because it's the power of God. Yes. Not the power of man. So this was just stirring my heart that there's hope possible. Mm. Like like a brother we know, that's that's what he yes. likes to say, hope, hope possible. possible. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. There's yes. hope possible. And so I just praise God for that and just, just strengthening our hearts. Mm. The Lord can strengthen our hearts yes. that our hearts don't fail us mm. for the things that are coming upon the earth. Yeah. We can just say, Lord, strengthen my heart. Mm. Strengthen my heart with your truth, right? with your power, mm. and what's possible with you. Strengthen my heart. And that's what the Lord was doing with us this morning. Yeah. So we need to stay focused on God's plan and his ultimate transition of power. 
right? Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about peaceful transition of power and mm-hmm. those kind of things, right? right? Mm-hmm. Well, we need to be focused on God's plan and his transition of power mm-hmm. that will happen when he returns and he puts an end to all rule and authority. Wow. Because he's going to do that. And you know what? It's not going to be a peaceful transition of power, but it can be for us if we're mm-hmm. in him. Right. If we belong to him, it will be for us. Yeah, because we've seen believers have peace in the midst. I mean, when they're facing martyrdom, mm-hmm. they have peace. Absolutely. And actually, that's another thing that my sister Carrie was praying about over the phone was that, Lord, give us boldness to proclaim your gospel in these times, even if it means becoming a martyr for you. Mm-hmm. That was her words. And I was so touched by that and blessed by that. Like, Amen, wow, that's we want that boldness. Amen. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Lord, I agree. So 1 Corinthians 15, 22 to 26 speaks of this when the Lord puts an end to all rule and authority, when there is a transition of power mm-hmm. and he will reign forever and ever. And you know what? He'll never concede. Yeah, that's true. Never. That's awesome. He's not conceding right now. No. But he's just waiting. He's patient mm-hmm. because he's not willing that anyone perish, but all come to repentance. Mm-hmm. Even all these wicked people that are doing wicked things and have wicked plans Mm. to do destructive things to multitudes of people, to depopulate the earth and all of their agendas. Yeah. He's patient. He wants them to repent. He wants them to surrender their power and receive the power of the gospel. Mm. Right? The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone, anyone, whosoever. Amen. Right? He's so perfectly poised. Just everything admirable is in him alone, yes. you know? And it's like, you know, we can look up to a man, but I mean, we need to look higher. Oh, yeah. We need to look up to the Lord. There's no comparison. That's right. We are to only exalt Jesus and he is coming. Mm. He is coming. He is exalted. Yes. And he is coming. And 1 Corinthians 15, 22, 26 says, for as in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. The key is being in Christ. Mm. If you're not in Christ, you're dead. Right. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Afterward, those who are Christ's at his coming. Mm. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and all power. Amen? Amen. See, it's possible for God. Mm. He's going to put an end to all the corrupt governments in this world. Yes. It's impossible for us to do that. Right. It is. Right. It's impossible for us to do mm-hmm. that. It's a frustrating thing when people see all kinds of theft and all kinds of crime being committed mm. and you can't do anything about it. Right. And you see it prevailing. Yeah. But it's possible for God. He's going to do it. Wow. He's going to do it. Mm. Amen. Amen. And it says, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Mm. Who can do that? Only God. And I think sometimes these things actually happen like to help us to want that, you know, mm-hmm. to help us to want him to come and drain the swamp. That's right. Because there's only one who's going to be able to actually really truly right. drain the swamp, and it's not Donald Trump. And the swamp is bigger than just America. Yeah. It's all throughout the world. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to do the most thorough draining of wow. the swamp. And, yes. you know, I know that there's a lot of people who really want that. 
Like there's this righteous hunger for that in America as we see things that are going on that they're just atrocities and just so ungodly and and, and the murder of innocent babies. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the millions of unborn lives that are getting murdered Mm -hmm. and slaughtered and you see all this injustice and, you know, the murder of that woman yesterday, the the woman who was just, you know, kind of, I think, got led into that building. You know, I, I really believe that that is true. These Antifa people came in and stormed the Capitol building and the Trump followers just followed them. They were all dressed like Trump supporters. So yeah. they thought big, that was, was their trap. Yeah, trap. It was a trap they fell into. And yeah. then these um, this innocent woman got shot and killed. And it's like these things, you know, God is going to make it right one day. Yeah. So Sad. the Lord's going to have his day and he's going to deal with all this stuff. Mm. Yes. And he's going to put an end to it. Mm. Amen. So let's stay focused on who God is. Amen. We need to stay focused on who he is, not on who any man is or who any man isn't. Mm. Yes. Because you can compare one man with another man and you could say, oh, he's, he, he's better. He does better things than another man. Yeah. Right? But we need to be staying focused on who God is, mm. not on who any man is. Yes. Because who is like our God? No one. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There is no one like our God. Yes. So this was very encouraging today. But then the Lord gave us some amazing confirmation mm. as well, right? Through yeah. a dear sister in Israel that contacted us and sent us something today. Mm-hmm. Sister Yehudit. Yes. Um, she just <laughs> sent this little clip. It was just a, basically the you know, the URL to a YouTube video that she sent me, no no words, nothing else. And usually, I mean, she sends me a lot of stuff, but this time I clicked on it. I was like, I wonder what this is. And I clicked on it and it was so powerful. And it was such a word for today, even though it was recorded about two weeks, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It was recorded on December the 20th by um, Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan Kahn. Uh I respect him. And we listened to that. And it was saying the same things that the Lord was speaking to us. Yeah, so totally. So it was like the cherry on top today. I know, it was. <laughs> so we want to play this clip for everyone to listen to, and it's going to help everyone to know what to do. Mm. Um, because, you know, sometimes we, we just don't know what to do. Mm. We don't know what to do, Lord. Yeah. And that's what the Lord was helping us with today. Mm. And then we heard this, and it was just confirmation from the Lord. Yeah. And so may the Lord bless you as you listen to this. Mm, Yes. Amen. Amen. This is Jonathan Kahn. Where are we now? What lies ahead? How can you be prepared? And what are we called to do? A lot of believers are confused, discouraged, angry, and fearful. They don't know what happened or where we are now or what's ahead. What are we supposed to be doing? I want to answer that now. We've had four years of a conservative administration. We've had a president whose policies were the most pro-life in history. He stood against the killing of the unborn. He stood for religious liberty, for Christian education, for the right of parents over their children's future. He appointed judges and Supreme Court justices who would be more likely to stand for biblical and traditional values. He opened the door for Christian ministers and leaders to give him counsel. He stood strongly for the nation of Israel. 
by policy the most pro-Israel president in history. He became the first world leader since ancient times to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And he, along with the Republicans in Congress, sought to hold back a flood of anti-biblical legislation and movements from overtaking America. We can and we should be grateful for all that. But now, where are we? And what do we do? There are those that say believers should have nothing to do with government or politics. There are those, on the other hand, who act as if the political realm is our ultimate realm and our ultimate fight, even if it means calling for an American civil war. Both are wrong. Messiah said, you are the light of the world. The light has to shine. It has to affect, has to impact the world around it. The light of God, as the light of God, we are to address, touch, affect, and impact every realm. And that includes both the cultural and political realms. So yes, we should do everything we can to shine the light of God on the political realm. But there's a balance. Messiah also said that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. So we have to equally hold true to the fact that this world is neither our home nor our kingdom. We are to touch and minister to it, but remember that we are not of it. We are of a different and higher kingdom, a higher cause, a higher fight, a higher purpose, a higher mission, a higher end, and a higher king. Our first cause is to love, serve, and glorify God, to love others, and to spread the gospel of salvation and bring in as many as we can into the kingdom of God. Everything we do has to serve that end. And if something we're doing or any cause goes off, or if we forget our purpose, our fight, and our witness, then we have to step back and regain it and come back to our first love. We should support whatever will support the ends of God. But no earthly agenda or kingdom or government or person is that end. We're to pray for and fight for God's purposes. But after all is said and done, we have to remember that his ways are higher than ours. And no matter who it is that sits in the White House, in our nation's capital, the most important thing is who it is who sits on the throne of heaven. And we know who that is. And he remains seated on that throne. For those who read my book, The Paradigm, It speaks of Donald Trump as a Jehu. Jehu was a wild, impulsive, unlikely man, not a politician, but a fighter. But he was raised by God, despite himself, to be used to oppose an ungodly administration, an anti-God government, a former first lady, and an agenda that meant the killing of the unborn of that nation. Jehu allied himself with the religious conservatives of the land, and he came to the capital city with the agenda of draining the swamp. Jehu was raised up and used of God. He held back the tidal wave of apostasy that was threatening his nation. He gave a reprieve, a window for the people of God to the will of God. He extended the nation's time before judgment. But if you read the paradigm, you'll also see that Jehu was not the answer. And there are warnings given. He was used in what could have been the answer. His reign was a reprieve, a window of time in which revival could have come. But as far as we know, revival never came. And after Jehu, 
the nation continued in its course of apostasy from God until it came head to head with the judgment that was waiting. And that is another mystery that I wrote of in The Harbinger and The Harbinger 2, the mystery of judgment. So too, in these past four years, with all the victories in the political realm, we have not seen a parallel victory in the realm of revival of America as a nation. It hasn't moved closer to God as a nation. It's moved farther away spiritually, culturally, socially, morally. America has continued in its race to judgment. You see, the window is not the answer, but it's the means to an answer. The window is given for revival. Without revival, without returning to God, America is lost. And now the political realm threatens to coalesce, converge with those spiritual, cultural, social, and moral forces that are seeking to seal America's fall from God. And what stands in the way? Only these things, the prayers of God's people, the hand of our God, and a vote, an election in the state of Georgia. If you're watching this after that vote, it doesn't matter because what I have to say to you regarding the days ahead will still be relevant. But if you're watching this in the weeks before, then pray for the future of America's government and pray for those two Senate races because they're the only thing in the political realm that can or will hold back the radical agenda I just spoke to you about. It's all hanging on two Senate votes in Georgia. If the Republicans lose these two seats, they'll lose the Senate and thus the entire government. And the political floodgates will be opened. So if you're watching this before that vote, I'm urging you to pray as never before. I spoke of the window. Well, this is the remaining window pane of that window. Pray as fervently for the will and hand of God. Secondly, if you're watching this before that vote and you live in the state of Georgia, then pray as never before and vote no matter what. Vote. And no matter when you're watching this, and no matter what happens in Georgia and America, what do we do now? In The Harbinger, I wrote of the template, the biblical template of national judgment. And that begins with an initial strike on the land, then a span of years, a window of time for the nation to come back to God or accelerate its fall away from God, harden itself in its apostasy and progress to judgment. It was that template that led me for years to watch and mark the year 2020 as the year of potential great shakings. And that led me to set the Harbinger 2, to write it and set it to come out in the same year, 2020. That's why. We're there. So what lies ahead? We'll either see continued shakings and judgment and America's decline and ultimate fall, or the sealing of America's apostasy and the coming of persecution. And it can be that both of these take place at the same time. What is the only good scenario for America? There's only one. Revival. Repentance, return, and revival. And revival can only begin with that one thing, repentance. And the only one who can lead in revival is you and me, the people of God. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It is still good. And God can still bring revival. He can bring revival no matter who sits in the halls of power. We must each commit to praying for revival as never before, but not only praying for revival, but actually beginning to live in true revival.
And beyond that, if all these forces succeed in causing darkness to prevail in this land, remember who you are. You are the light of this world. You don't fear the darkness. You don't hide from the darkness. You don't give in to the darkness. You shine your light into that darkness and you overcome the darkness. And if the dark gets darker, that's your cue. That it's time for you, the light of God, to shine even more bright, more strong, more uncompromised, more pure, more on fire, more boldly, and more revolutionary. You see, the darkness cannot stop the light if that light will shine. Then it will only, the darkness will only magnify the light. It may be more challenging to shine, but the light that shines in the darkness is the light that lights up the world. These are the same days in which stood Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah, the apostles, and Messiah himself. The grays are vanishing. It is time to make them vanish in your own life. It's time to draw the line in the sand and say, here I stand. I've chosen this day whom I will serve. It is the Lord my God. You see, kings and kingdoms, they rise, they fall, but the name of our God will stand forever. And the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the light of the world, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If the dark should get darker, then it is also time that you and I have the high honor for standing for God in a day when it means something. You only go around once. You only once do you walk this world. Make it count. Go for the best. Go for the highest. Go for all out. And the Spirit of God will rest upon you, and the Lord will lift you up. The days in which the bad goes from bad to worse are the same days when the good goes from good to great. You be that one. For the king you serve is still on the throne, and the kingdom of which you are part is still advancing. And the Redeemer, the Savior, the Messiah whom you follow and whom you love has never changed his name that is yet still the name above every name that is named, and he still loves you. Stand strong, stand tall, stand victorious. For the Lord says to you, darkness will cover the nations, but the Lord will rise upon you. So arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Anointed One, Melech Malchim Adon Olam, Or HaOlam Ve'ari Yehuda, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Light of the World, and the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. This is Jonathan Kahn. Shalom. Hallelujah. Mm. Arise, brothers and sisters. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes, and you have a king that is fighting for you as you fight for him and as you go forth in his name and obey that calling and obey the command of God to preach the gospel. Yes, Lord. So I just want to thank all of our listeners near and far, whether you live in America or whether you are watching America from another nation. I just want to say thank you for joining us here on Spirit of Adoption Radio. And please pass this episode along to someone who might need that encouragement 
And we just want to remind you, if you're traveling this year in 2021, please fill out a quote on our website, adoptionairfare.com forward slash quote. And our agents are excited and ready to serve you with any of your airfare traveling internationally or even domestically. Uh, Maybe you're taking a trip for leisure or for business or anything like that. Uh, We do mainly missions and adoption travel, but we can also help with any type of travel. So put it in, put your quote in on the website, let us help you. And we are just so blessed to be able to serve those that God leads to us right now. Amen. Um, Amen. And also, if, if you would pray for those that we're serving, because mm-hmm. travel is very difficult in this perilous time we're living in. Yes, it is. It's different. And there's a lot of testing involved, COVID testing. All these different countries have mm-hmm. different regulations, and people have to wait a lot longer to get things. And it's just a lot different and a lot of flight changes. And we just ask that you please pray for our families and for yes. those of us uh, who are traveling. Just please pray uh, for God to really just reign in all of those plans. So we appreciate your prayers so much. Thank you so much, and God bless each one of you. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.